Welcome to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in usually 10 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Seymour. I'm your co-host. I am also the daughter, a daughter, of Michael Easley. So we have fun on the show. And today's question comes from Alex. Alex says, hello, thanks for taking these questions. I've been listening to these sermons and these podcasts for a while and look forward to them so much. Thanks, Alex. And thank you, Alex. I have been attending a church with my family for several years now, and they teach that you are not truly saved unless you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I was raised in the church and have been a member of multiple denominations and haven't heard this before. I don't doubt my salvation, having the foundation I have, but I do struggle with inviting unbelieving friends to the church when I disagree with this belief and my family doesn't understand why. I attend my church out of respect and obligation to my family, and because we do have friends we adore there, and I drink up all your sermons, teachings, and series, and I'm also enjoying Warren Wearsby's Books of the Bible series— great series, but I'm also wondering if that's enough or should I consider finding a church home elsewhere? Any help is greatly appreciated and prayerfully considered. Thank you, Alex. Hey, you know, we could go so many, yeah, we go so many directions on this question. Um, When first before you, you, so I would say, so Alex is saying this church is teaching that you're not saved unless you've been baptized by the spirit, which is evidenced by speaking in tongues, but then he mm-hmm. goes on to say he doesn't he doesn't believe that right. So, and then the biggest question at the end is does so does he st- do you stick it out at a church that's teaching a doctrine that you fundamentally disagree with because like your family and friends are there you've been there a long time, but we can start I think it'd be good let's start with the primer of one are you not truly saved unless you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit? So the first part of his question is correct. When we're saved, we are baptized by the Holy Spirit. At the moment, we trust in Christ and Christ alone for our salvation. The question, do you have to speak in tongues as evidence of salvation, is uh, I would disagree with. We have a number of passages, especially in Acts, that talk about when people came to Christ, they spoke in tongues. Uh, Ostensibly, Acts chapter 2 is all dialectos. And that passage is so often overlooked because it says speaking in their own language, Parthians, Scythians, Medes. It's been a while. I think there's 13 different languages that Luke chronicles. So what was the cacophony to the people listening was, you know, if you went to the UN, everyone is speaking in their own language without an interpreter, and they all understood each other. That's the miracle of Acts chapter 2. Now, when you take that through the New Testament, my charismatic friends will say, no, there's a glossa, a glossolalia, a, a, lang- a heavenly language. And, and there's lots of places that we can go on this, and I want to honor Alex's question. But Paul even says there are many languages, none without meaning. And I love in chapter 13, the so-called love chapter, he says, if I speak with the tongue of men and angels, every time an angel spoke in the Bible, we understood it. So this idea of an angelic language that the human can't understand is not found in the Bible. So when they bring glossolalia or, forgive me, a gibberish kind of language, and they say, I feel better when I speak in tongues, well, there's an emotionalism going on there I don't dispute. But is that biblical tongues? And the answer is no. And by the time you get to 
Corinthians 14. By the way, when you read Corinthians, it's a book of? Correction. Thank you. My daughter remembered a couple of things I said. Paul's correcting the Corinthians because they're getting so many things wrong. And he's very clear in chapter 14 about the misuse of tongues. And he even stresses, if I come speaking in tongues, you won't profit by way of Revelation of Prophets teaching. There's got to be someone who explains it. And then he goes on to say, unless you utter a tongue that is clear, how can it be known what was spoken? There Again, there are a great many languages in the world, but no kind without meaning. And then he goes on to talk about people that hear this and don't know what you're doing are going to think you're barbarians. And then he culminates, you are zealous, seek abound the edification of the church. So the purpose of tongues was changed and misused in Corinth. So we don't want to build a theology based on a corrective doctrine on how they're misusing it. The primary gift of the tongues was to authenticate the apostles and prophets. They spoke within the language. It fulfills the new covenant, Jeremiah 31, 31. Now, we can go lots of ways with this, and we can come back to that. But if I was as emotionally invested with my family and friends, and I love these people, and there were no other churches in my you know, 30, 40-minute driving range that were, let's say, solid theologically, I, I might you know, be able to go there. The problem is, typically, charismatics, neo-charismatic Pentecostals, this is a, an important doctrine that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Ergo, they're going to look at you or me. I had a college roommate. I didn't speak in tongues. He said I wasn't saved. I worked as a mechanic in a Ford dealership, and there was a, a young a, a man would come every day, Michael, are you saved yet? And I said, well, I was saved yesterday. because, oh, you spoke in tongues? You're not saved. And he walked off and laughed. Every day he did this to me. Wow. So my security can't be in a gift manifestation. Ephesians 1 is very clear that we're sealed for the day of redemption. We talk about the thief on the cross in a recent Ask Dr. E. Thief on the cross didn't do any good works. He didn't repent. He didn't get down off the cross and restitute his capital punishment. He didn't speak in tongues. Yeah. He died and was with Christ. So it's complicated when it's your family and you love them, but as lovingly and as kindly as I possibly could, I say, guys, I love you like crazy. We disagree. I don't believe scripture is teaching this. I'd be happy to talk, you know, with you. And, and look at these passages, but please look at them carefully in context. Acts 2 is to me open and shut. They're dialectos. And the reason the onlookers thought they were drunk, again, it's the UN with no interpreter. Yeah. So Hannah, you're speaking Italian, I'm speaking German, and we understand each other. Yeah. That was the miracle. Yeah. In, in, in fact, it's a two-sided miracle because I'm hearing you in my mother tongue, speaking in my mother tongue, as yeah. are you. And that's always overlooked, almost always overlooked. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, all right, what, what, well, what I'm missing here? I think what's interesting is going back to your, we were looking at 1 Corinthians 14, and verse 5, Paul says, I wish that all of you could speak in tongues, but I would yes. rather have you prophesy. But even that tiny little verse, I wish you, all of you could speak in tongues, anytime Paul talks about praying in the spirit, uh, well, speaking in tongues, let's say, I'm not going to call it praying in the spirit, Sp speaking in tongues. It's when he's talking about giftings. So giftings yeah. aren't evidence of salvation. Now, I guess I have to parse that out a little bit because in a way, yes, you, you do receive spiritual gifts 
from the Holy Spirit once he indwells in you, but it doesn't have to be prophecy, tongues, or teaching, or generosity, or... And how we measure it. Let's say we do get a gift, and I do believe when you trust Christ and Christ alone, the Holy Spirit indwells you, and I do believe we're given gifts. Yeah. But does that prove or authenticate my salvation? No. What authenticates my salvation is the personal work of Christ who dwells in me, not some outward manifestation. And this is where the Armenian theology comes in. If you don't have good works or enough of them or you backslide, you're not saved. Right. So it falls into the loss of salvation. And frankly, many Pentecostal-leaning churches are Armenian. They may not talk about it, but that goes back to the doctrine of salvation. And what are we trusting and whom are we trusting? I'm trusting in Christ and Christ alone for my salvation. And his Holy Spirit indwells the believer, and we could talk about the Holy Spirit's role. But at the end of the day, and and again, you you started with verse 5, he talks about Verse 4, he speaks in a tongue, edifies himself, but when he prophesies, edifies the church. And if you went back to 12.7, the purpose of the gifts was the common good. And I think Paul's calling out the misuse of gifts here, saying there's no self-edification. God did not give you a gift to edify yourself. That's contrary to everything we would see about a gift to serve the body of Christ which again folds into his argument in 14 about if you don't do this and you don't interpret it, chapter 12 and 14, then you've got a problem and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Alex, I hope we answered your question. We could talk about this for 10 Ask Dr. E. You're really good. (laughs) If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes or below. Hey, by the way, if you are listening to this on a podcast app, We're on YouTube now. So if you have always wondered, what is Michael's face actually saying while his mouth is saying words, (laughs) you can know now. You can see his very face his mug on YouTube. So uh, if you watch YouTube videos, come on over and subscribe us. If you don't, come over and subscribe anyway. You don't have to watch, but it just helps the algorithm as we try to find new people who want to hear biblical, theological, grounded information. So... Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.